This is Trevor Heron from Blue Heron Entertainment, and you're listening to Legends of Tabletop. Scene four, which is my scene, it's going to take place uh, an hour or two later. So it's mid-afternoon now. And it also takes place at the jail. Um, there is a rapping on the on the bars. It's Officer Mack with his stick. Uh, he tells you, get up. You've got a visitor. I suggest you pay close attention. And he leaves you alone with Mr. Cisco, who's standing there on the other side of the bars. Uh, he gets up slowly, but he does not advance towards the bars. Uh, Mr. Cisco, uh, how's it going? I do not have time for pleasantries. You're here for a reason, and I'm not to play games with you. I don't know where your uncle is, but if I decide to press charges against you, I guarantee you, you will never see him either. If you want to see your uncle again... You have to tell me where he is. I I wish I knew. Uh, I woke up the other morning and he was gone. And I've been trying to find him myself. Uh, he seems to have disappeared. It has me quite worried if I could be honest with you, although I'm sure you'd, you're not very concerned about my feelings. I hope you understand that I have absolutely no reason to believe you. You are Martin's closest living relative. You are his student. You know where your master is. I have I a uh, business interest I wish to discuss with him. I don't wish to give away too much, but put it this way. Your uncle's life is definitely on the line. I suggest you cooperate. The judge is here, and this fat policeman, they'll do whatever I tell them. I'm sure that they will. Uh, however, and it, and it hurts me to say, he, uh, he left and did not tell me where he was going. I know there's been a little bit of upheaval about town, um, but I can't imagine that that's something that he would be involved with. We try to help the community. If you know anything about the, you know, my family, you know that we try to help out where we can. I don't understand why he would leave. I don't, I'm not unsure as to what happened. He comes very close to the bars. You seem to be a nice young man. I do not wish to disrupt the flow of your entire life which you have ahead of you. And so, as an honor to your youth and your own honor, I will ask one more time. And this is the last time I will ask. You'll be very sorry if you do not tell me where Martini is. He, he just kind of like, you know, splays his hands out in front of him. Like, I, I, I don't know. And then I would love to make a fucking magic roll and bolt out the fucking window. <laughs> Um, like I don't want to get shot in the jail cell. <laughs> like he's like so he's starting to like creep. Like he walks towards the bar and he kind of like shuffles over towards the window a little bit. Like you're, you know, you you're uh, you know big tough guy, and I'm like shrinking away from you. But he's trying to get closer to the window. And this would be a transformation spell, yeah. Yes. 
Jones. And I will burn the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is kind of similar, but not exactly. We haven't yet had a procedural action. And I, I may rule to allow the procedural action, but I want to ask you just to clarify this. Are you going to do this while he's right there, or are you going to wait till he's gone? I don't know if he's leaving. Like, I'm, I'm on the fence. Like, I don't want to get plugged in the cell. So, like, he's mm-hmm. he's you know, kind of like moving closer to the window. I guess maybe he'll wait. And, I, you know, like, I guess if he sees movement of like, you know, he goes to pull a gun or someone do pulls keys to like do open it. up the door. Well, he's- he, okay. He, we know that he does carry, um, but he never showed you the gun and he actually didn't threaten to kill you. He threatened to ruin your life using judges and police. Do it. That, that was the threat he made. Okay. Same, same. I, he's so like he's so he's scared, you know. I mean, like he's in a very vulnerable position. I know, I know. The real question here is tactical, strategical, because if you do it while he's there, then he will know you can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I guess I'll hold off. Uh, like I said, he's he's looking for a trigger then to to bolt. Okay, so you maybe hold that for your next scene. Possibly, yeah. Or yeah, the yeah. next scene that someone is in the jail cell with you. Yeah, I mean, unless they, you know, unless they show up and they can get me out and like I'm not dead, <laughs> you know. Like he's, you know, he he feels like like this could be it here. Like he's being pleasant, but you know, he's he's the head of a cartel, so like it's nothing to just be like, all right, we'll go in there and just fucking kill him and you know, it, throw him in the dumpster kind of thing, you know. Okay, so. He tells you this is the, the third and final time I'm going to ask. He asks you where Martine is. You shrug your shoulders. You're considering turning into a raven and going out, but you don't yet do it. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He looks at you for a while, and then he tells you that you will be sorry. And then he just quietly leaves. And that's the end of scene four. So we have, reached, he- we have reached the uh, uh, the intermission. <laughs> He visibly sags when they like turn to leave. Now, by the way, you want to throw the screen up again? I did not get what I wanted from you, so you give me a token. Oh, he just got that. (laughs) You know how rad it would have been if it was just like, let me go find him and then turn into a bird and flew out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I need to shuffle this deck again. We're back from the commercial break, and this is time for Act 2. The first player up is Manny. Ooh, okay. So when Uh, is it? Where are we? Who's there? And who wants what? Oh, geez. Two weeks Uh, later, he's in Cancun. He said, fuck it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's no one week. One week. <laughs> a flashback to when I was 10 years old and had a dream that solves this whole thing. <laughs> right. Not even. It's when I was five and I had a bad dream and I wet the bed. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but what did you want? Oh, you wanted. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to not wet my bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You didn't get it. Didn't I get failed. It. Give me a drama token. I owe you a drama token. <laughs> good scene. Good scene. Yeah, that was good. Uh, oh, gee. Ah, uh, can I? I I need to. I need a group think here. I'm kind of at a loss. Ooh, I'm gonna pick up. I'm gonna pick up off the last scene with me and Filippo. Okay. And hopefully, and maybe, maybe try. All right, 
All right. So uh, Manny is going to convince uh, is going to he, he let's say they have uh, he's convinced him to not, not, not have a seance because that's not what Manny Manny doesn't believe in that bullshit stuff because uh, he knows the real thing. But yeah, I, I he wants to he's getting kind of a, a weird mojo from this place in general and from Filippo. And so I want to actually try to to commune with the spirits around him and in the area uh, to, to figure out exactly why they are unsettled and to, to see exactly what he can do in order to help uh, Filippo rest, basically try to, uh, you know, especially he, he needs him. He needs him on the straight and narrow, at least for the next like few hours for like the next day. Now, <laughs> like he needs, he needs Filippo. Oh, God. Filippo, right from the beginning, Filippo had this one of his drives was to contact Manny because he wanted you to contact Poppy, his father. Oh. And I don't remember if he ever voiced that to you. No. Sean? I think he asked him if he could help in the beginning, the very beginning. And he was That's like, true. I don't know you. Why would I help you? Yeah. And there was, a, I, yeah, I'm not sure if there was anything like super specific either. Yeah, so. but it, it was a it was a ways back, and we didn't yeah. have any like uh, relationships, and nobody really was willing to do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think, and it, he, so like he, Filippo is his way to Javier. It's his way to get Martine. You know, it's it's all this. So he needs he needs Filippo straight for at least like the next twenty four to thirty six hours. Now you guys not have- probably not necessarily knowing exactly what he's getting himself into. <laughs> okay, now the both of you guys know now that Javier is in custody. Yes. So what is the want for you in this scene? So the want for Manny is to get. Filippo seems off his rocker right now. He's kind of scatterbrained here and there. Like he did his thing, but he could even tell what when he was on his on the phone talking to people, he was kind of losing his train of thought and everything. And so it wasn't going all that great. He's been a little scattered. And so his hope is to kind of uh set him at rest at least and 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 help him find his path again. Set him again to straighten up and fly right. Get that monkey off his back. And you want to use a magical ritual to do this? Yeah, my my hope is to because he mentioned too about the the about his ancestors, about his the people bothering him and thoughts thoughts bothering him and everything like that. So my hope is that I can set him down and in. It, this, Manny's done this before too. It's one of those like even if nothing's wrong, like even if he doesn't commune with the spirit, he'll kind of tell the people what they want to hear. So what does it look like oh. when you do this? Uh, so he's kind of improvising it right now, but luckily there's a theater, so they probably have a lot of props and everything around. So he sets up. Uh, I don't know where would he'll ask Filippo where he feels the connection would be strongest, where he thinks the best place would be. To, oh, that would definitely uh, be the the wardrobe to bridge the veil inherited from his ancestors. Yeah. yeah, before he even says anything, you probably see his eyes flicker over to the wardrobe. All right, yeah. So we'll set up. We'll set up around there. Then we'll set up next to that. 
and it that thing's been through the hands of like four generations of magicians so it's just got to be saturated with oogie oh oogie. perfect yeah yeah and manny will tell some mumbo jumbo about it be you know that's a great thing it's connections to the past and you know it'll definitely it, it's like a chain an anchor that holds you all together and it's just it's bs it means absolutely nothing but yeah, so he he asks uh, Filippo if he can borrow some candles and, and oh, he has, he, he has more than enough all the supplies because yeah, he at yeah. one point wanted to be like a real magician but could never break into it. So he has yeah. all this like leftover <laughs> crap, you know, like how we all have our our Wiccan era and we just have all this like stuff left over. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So he asks you for some like uh, for you know lavender and sage and some candles and he like crushes them up like and sprinkles it over the candle um and kind of has them sit down and just and just relax close his eyes deep breaths concentrate and manny will begin to do the same he kind of sits on the ground like somewhat level like a butterfly style you know hands resting on his knees and he's actually trying to focus more about how, you know, um, was a Miguel, you know, he, he tried to pick up on what Miguel and Javier were doing earlier, like a little bit more structured. Uh, so he kind of sits there, closes his eyes, deep breath, inhales the sage smoke that's wafting about now. He, he tells him the whole I have heard the voices of my ancestors judging me, criticizing me for years, but I had always thought it was my subconscious, that it was just my mind saying their voices. But now I am not so sure. Uh, if, if a spirit wants to, they can reach across the veil if, it's, if they're motivated enough. And the hope here is that we can, I'll, we'll talk to them, we'll get them to understand and we can put them at rest all right you are rolling 1d6 you must spend one point of poder all right and if you want to burn magia you can get a plus one on the die i don't think i want to do that yet okay so just cross off one point of poder roll a d6 high oh man i don't know if i have enough that only leaves me five Ooh. <laughs> I need to suck those out of you. Right. Uh, all right. Yeah. So D6. And so as he sits, as he begins to concentrate, he takes a deep breath. He kind of holds his breath for a moment. And uh, Filippo can actually hear a slight uh, humming sound, a ring almost. I, I've said before, like the like when you rub your finger on the top of a wine glass, this low ringing. And oh, on the floor, golf ball. That's a three plus three. That's six. That's not a plus three. It's just the D6. Oh, just three. Oh, I only get the plus if I burn it. Yeah, that's right. Okay. And it's a plus one. So that's a three. You, you contact a spirit and you get to ask a question, but it's not going to make sense to you immediately. What's your question? What do you want Filippo to do that can finally put you to rest? The spirit who you believe to be uh, Filippo's father 
you know, you're not exactly sure what he means, but he tells you that he fears his entire bloodline was for nothing. That's all you get. Mm. All right. And so he's still as he's as this is happening, kind of there's like a now, little the bit father of is not a okay. calm spirit. He's a perturbed spirit. OK, um, you don't really get words from him. Everything I just told you is just is just feelings that you get. Mm-hmm. He is he is unhappy. He yeah. is in a state of existential despair mm-hmm. and he is afraid that all the generations of Pacini's mm-hmm. are for are for nothing at all. They're so a lot end, of a lot of without doing anything significant, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of anger and shame and mm-hmm. depression mm-hmm. and regret. Yeah. So I'll just yeah I'll 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 translate the emotions to Filippo, and I'll I'll, I'll start you know with with you know I'm I'm, I'm uh, that they the he's they're very angry, they're very upset at what at what you're doing but not at what's happening and and they're they're not sad they're they're ashamed and they're regretful at what has become and i get i get a sense of of worry of, with what might happen Worry and and regret of the future. Well, they have already told me this themselves, but I am glad to know someone else hears the voices finally. If nothing else, you now know they're real. You know, now it, they they wanted me to do a great thing to help people to great arts, and uh, my father he drugged me into this life of. Lies and shadows and manipulations, which was not their way entirely a magician. Of course, uh, misdirects attention, but not malevolently. And uh, I guess since you're in my confidence, I have something that I can show you if we can keep this between you and I. Mm. And it yeah, takes yeah. Okay. Uh, to the, the office. Uh, which is in the attic where he's he set up his like his the attic is essentially like his workstation where he sets up new things makes new costumes etc but he has an office in there when he opens the office uh he sees immediately that filippo has all these red string maps and there's mm. this outfit hung on the wall and uh he says there were notes in my books that I do not remember entirely writing over uh, the last couple of months about a, uh, do you know anything about Faustus or uh, Count of Monte Crisco? I saw the movie once. Okay. They're, they're stories of um, revenge and giving yourself over to someone and paying a price. And, there were these notes about a Dr. Damas, which was a character for a play, a revenge fantasy. And this outfit on the wall you see here was the outfit that, that I had constructed at some time when making these notes. Um, but come over here to this television, and he puts in a, a, a tape. Or no, let's say it's a computer, because he has security cameras around his... <laughs> Theater, and he plays security footage of what looks like someone in the suit 
exiting the back of the building, looking around, being sneaky, and getting out without being seen. And he says, I believe that is me on the footage, but I have no memory of doing that. And so, yeah, Manny's kind of taken aback by all of this is really like high level tinfoil hat conspiracy shit going on right now tries to keep it cool <laughs> doesn't want to end up locked up in the attic so you, go, uh, say, you, you yeah. believe that it is my ancestors who have decided to make me what they wanted to be you know I, I I haven't dealt with it myself, but I've heard stories of of spirits reaching out through the veil and actually affecting our world. And and sometimes they can try if if motivated enough, actually actually wear us. They can you know temporarily control, but that's not. I mean, that's not the kind of spirit that you want to mess with. That's that's some powerful mojo there. That's a large now, family. Yeah. <laughs> this is Manny is just at this point telling Filippo exactly what he thinks he wants to hear. This is Manny thinks Filippo is fucking crazy. He is now like a split personality, like. This dude is like, like when he's he's just sleepwalking and like putting on a fucking costume and going out at night. Right. So you're like, like, uh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Like he's just he is he is he is making up whatever he can and leading Filippo as much as possible so he well, doesn't end up chained up in an attic. Okay. I could say that. Uh, it was as surprising to me when I discovered it as well. Anything yeah. I could give you to help me figure out how to stop this from happening, I would be in your debt. Do you, do you have an idea of who it is? The problem is that it originally was my, my grandpapa, my papi, uh, you know, my, my grandfather, his father, etc. But I believe they have started... Oh, wait, getting- wait, wait. Wait, let me interject here. So, Poppy is the grandfather? Uh, okay, so I believe Poppy is the grandfather because he okay. went with him in Italy and served as his assistant for years. Okay, so it's Poppy not, it's passed not away. In fact, I don't even know if, it, if it's a change at all from Jesse's perspective. But it was Poppy who you contacted just now, Jesse. Okay. So it was the grandfather, not the father, but big deal. So the, the, well, the father is still alive somewhere. He's an alcoholic in a bar. Uh, but the grandfather had trained him before his end of days. He had planned to get Filippo uh, ready to take over for him. But instead of taking over when he died, Filippo went back to America uh, to help the father, who is still alive. And so he st- after his death, he started being haunted by like, oh, you haven't done what I taught you to do. Instead, you rejected it and went back to America and this and mm-hmm. that. And 
then more voices slowly came in to his consciousness. He was saying, well, if he's disappointed, then I guess, you know, grandma's disappointed and great grandfather's disappointed and like <laughs> their cousins. And so he started together this like family of people who had served in the secret art and magicians of things. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. So are you, you're unloading your whole history well, right now? Well, I'm, I'm telling about games. This is a matter for now. But he's telling oh, right. him that his, he has been visited by ancestors, mm-hmm. but he always thought they were subconscious. And now he's really in doubt, especially with him contacting the one spirit. Okay. So what I, okay. So the want of the scene was that Manny wanted Filippo to straighten up and fly right. And I don't think, Jesse got what he wanted. No, I think I got the opposite of that. Yeah, he got the opposite <laughs> of that. So Jesse gets. I found out I'm I'm in the game. rabbit hole now. <laughs> now, um, should I remind you guys that when you're in a dramatic scene, if you wanted to push for what you want, you, that's what these tokens are really for, right? Mm. Oh, all right, yeah. Right. I mean, and remember, you can even push a token into somebody else's scene if True. you really want to see that happen. You know what? I think yeah, I'm actually going to use that. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to use a token and I am going so what I'm going to try to do is kind of twist it so that yeah, Manny now thinks that Filippo is like really crazy. But at the same time, I think he's actually now that Filippo knows he's not alone in this, that, you know, it, it now, so it's actually flipped. So Manny now thinks that Filippo's crazy, but maybe Filippo doesn't think he's crazy anymore. He okay, thinks like, so, like, oh, the spirits so are real. So what's going on here is that at the meta level, Jesse mm-hmm. is offering a token to Sean mm-hmm. in order to pull Filippo together to respond favorably to Manny's, uh, let's call it therapy. Mm-hmm. Now, Sean, you don't have to accept it. You can go on rambling as, as the truthful, shameful facts come out, or you can take the drama token. I'll take, I'll take the drama token. He, he wants his main thing. what he wants out of the scene is he wants to not deal with any of this crap and go back to his, <laughs> You know, shady, manipulative, or a magician, one or the other. He doesn't want to deal with this. Okay. There you go. Sean has one. Jesse has one. I've got four. I need to (laughs) use these. And I think that's the end of that scene. Yeah. And the next scene is Filippo. Okay. When is it? Where is it? Who's there? And what do you want? All right. I'm going to assume that uh, he would go directly into trying to get Jesse out. Jesse's the one locked up, right? Javier. Yes, Javier. All right, so are you taking Manny with you? Uh, yeah, no, I asked him. Like, you know, I have a lawyer. We found where uh, Javier is, and we're going to go down and see if we can get him out. Would you like to come along? Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't feel too comfortable around the police, but, yeah, he. I think he kind of has to. He has to go. Okay. Save Javier. <laughs> Try to get a reunion of the three amigos. Yeah. I don't think all we've right. all three been in the same scene 
since the very first scene. Yeah. yeah. It's a reunion scene. That weird right? scene at Morgan's now, and that was only what, like four days ago. But yeah. 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 Okay. Feels so like forever when the cartel is trying to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So, so this scene is Filippo and Manny going to the court where or to the to the um, jail. Where do you want to place the scene? Are you visiting him in his cell? Are you pushing forward to his hearing with the judge? Well, that, that comes down to a decision of did he actually make an escape and we come to an empty cell? We go through all this paperwork and we're like, okay, we're <laughs> and he's gone, which is um, not good for him in either way. Okay. Uh, so I guess that's also partial up to, to him. <laughs> so I, I guess in a medicine, I guess, you know, since they didn't threaten him any further than like, well, we're going to make your life more miserable than it already is. Mm. Then he probably stays and hopes that maybe you guys are going to find out because he knows that Filippo is connected. And if he doesn't turn up for a little while, like, cause you know, he just keep reconnected with, with, uh, with Manny. Right. So like they right. have, they, they know they're on a timetable and that things are happening quickly. So like, if you can't get a hold of me, hopefully somebody's going to show up, but I think he would have like a hard cap. Right. So like, I think after like a day, he'd be like, all right, well, I'm just going to fucking zip on out of here. So if okay. it's still the same day, then he, he, you know, he's probably still kind of like mulling things over, trying to figure out like, you know, what, what do we do? And if I, mm somehow escape from the you know you know from the cell like then where does that leave things and yeah all right think, uh, yeah. so i'll say all the lawyers dealing with the paperwork we're going to get as close as we can to have a visit with the prisoner okay so it's it's you two guys meeting with uh morris leisure and you're leaving him to deal with the the paperwork and you guys want some facetime with Javier, is that it? We'll see yeah, the prisoner, exactly. and then we'll come back and then finish up the paperwork with him. Okay. That was the theory. Okay, because Morris goes straight to work shouting at the cops about due process and habeas corpus, and he's he knows his <laughs> And meanwhile, uh, you guys get to have a little through-the-bars time with Javier. So what is it you want out of this scene? I want to get him out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, has that become like a procedural thing? And then our conversation is just sort of like fluff that surrounds it while the lawyer kind of like, here's the bail money, here's the paperwork. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering about the timing and ordering of, of what goes on here, but it is Sean's scene. So I have to throw yeah. the ball back to Sean and say, Sean, where and when are we? Uh, and uh, I, I think we'll that- start. When we encounter Javier. Was it? We didn't catch any of that, Sean. Uh, when we actually encounter Javier. So, like, at the, the cell door. Because, I mean, you could skip ahead and say that I was already bailed out, right? Like, I mean, we could literally be anywhere if you want to. Yeah, I mean, is the lawyer able to get him out? Uh, the lawyer is able to show that if he doesn't get a speedy hearing, they can hold him for no more than 72 hours. Although um, that is that is the law, they can hold him for seventy two hours. No, I, I think we'd we'd pick up uh, at the cell door because we're not going to get him out. Here's the thing, okay? If you make this a procedural scene, where you use some role and I give you maybe a, a mod for the lawyer, 
to argue your way into Javier being free, then we roll that and it's a procedural scene. But if it's a, if it's you guys meeting and talking through the bars, that sounds like a dramatic scene, which means I, I really don't know what the lawyer has accomplished because he's not in the scene. Yeah. Doing something right. But, but the scene wasn't about him succeeding. So it's just, right. do you want to put it up to a roll guys? Uh, I mean, it's up to you. If you want to do it at the bars, that's fine, too, because then you can provide, in a medicine then, you can provide information to me. Like, yeah, the lawyer's working on it, but they can hold you up to 72 hours. And then I'm like, well, I'm I'm the fuck out of here, and I'll meet you guys. Yeah, because I, I feel the way the narrative is going to go is that they're going to say, we need 72 hours, and they're going to try to hurt him in those 72 hours, meaning he'll fly out the window. Yeah. So it makes our lawyer's stuff kind of irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. Right. In a medicine. Yeah, that yeah. Or, yeah. Or like they're like, well, you got seventy-two hours, and Javier's like, well, my like Martin does, Martin doesn't have seventy-two hours, so yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah, where I, we'll pick up is after we find out the seventy-two hours, and then talk to him at the cell. So then, what what's the want then? I guess is then yeah. what, what it comes down to. What what do you what do you want out of the scene? to get him out of jail but the way to get him out of jail is not by talking to him through the bars yeah the way to get him out of jail is to go with the lawyer and make a procedural role against the now there is a common move persuade so in other words you could make this a procedural scene where you and the lawyers try to persuade the cops to let him go that would be a that would be a way of serving that want or you could change what it is that you want now I mean, we could try that, but then that's up to my dice rolls. Well, no, it, I mean, setting the scene is up to you. I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to make clear. I mean, this, we're really still trying to answer the question of where are we and when are we. I'm trying to give you all the options I can think of, but logic says that 72 hours is the law, so there would have to be some kind of role to overcome the law, right? Like persuade role, something like that. If you want a dramatic scene, if you want to get information from someone. Then that's then you don't need to roll for that. You just act it out. Well, I'll put it up to a vote, Javier and Manny. What do you think? Roll? No roll? No, no. I, it's what you think would be the coolest next scene in this show, <laughs> right? Uh, paper rock scissors. Paper rock scissors. <laughs> I, I kind of I feel mean, like it's the face to face. If you mm-hmm. ruled that it was late that night and after hours of paperwork, you'd finally got him out. I don't think I'd step on it. Okay, uh, I'll I'll try a procedural. Let's see if we can get him out. Okay, so on rule thirty-two, we have the persuade skill. Uh, this is governed by talking. So you want to roll one d six high. If you burn talking, you get a plus one. If you spend a point of poder, you can roll another die and choose the highest. I could spend a put. I'll spend a poder first. So I'm going to spend a poder. Um, I burned. I had two talking. I burned one in the previous scene. No, it's just burned then. Okay. Yeah. So, so you, need to do, you need to do a refresh scene actually in order to get that back. You don't have to do uh, it now, but you will have to do it before you can burn talking again. So what do I need for dice wise? If you spend the point of poder, roll 2d6 and tell me the highest one. All right, uh, a two and a three. That is disappointing. Oof. All right, um, you and the lawyer, 
you and the lawyer, oh, you know what? I'm going to give you a plus one because the lawyer is there. But it still ends up in the three to five range, which means that you are able to get him released on his own recognizance. But the cops need some kind of concrete assurance. And I'm going to say you have to give them one money. Oh, yeah. No, I will absolutely pay one money. So one money and one poder. That takes me down to six monies. All right. And uh, the end of that scene is Javier being escorted up to the gate by a grumbling officer, Mac, who keeps (laughs) darting little glances at at Javier, like, don't forget. Don't fucking forget. Just because you're, you know, just because you're not in my custody doesn't mean I can't pick you up anytime. Manny will give uh, Mr. Mac a little nod to... At that point, he gives the uh, the lawyer a, a little pass that he's created for a lifetime at the theater and then tells him about the night on the town and says, you, you pick any night this next week. I'm going to have to probably deal with this. All right. And Morris Leisure shakes your hand. He says, don't worry about it. I'm very, very happy because me and my wife, we're thinking about buying a house here. Oh, oh I could show. I know a great realtor. Just, so you uh, and the lawyer are happy. And uh, the... Gate door slams behind uh, Javier and Mac. Mac sort of shoves Javier forward and says, here's your friend. And he looks at Javier. He says, see you in a couple days. Yeah, he just, he kind of nods. He tries to look meek. He's he's angry that they're able to, you know, kind of like do what they're doing. Um, but he just kind of shakes his head and he says, uh, if you find my uncle, please let me know. He has right. absolutely no response. He just turns on his heel and leaves. The he best swivels do. And says, now he does the Nazi swivel. Yeah, <laughs> he abruptly changes attitude. He says, "Now you two, what is going on here? Why are you? Why are you in prison, my friend?" Uh, he like shifty eyes around. over to Javier. Yeah, yeah. This is a. Uh, this is probably not the best place. Uh, you have some place where we can go. He has uh, the car brought around. He has a really nice big car. He's like, come, come into my car. We shall drive you wherever it is you want to go. I'm sure they'll find you no matter where you hide. So don't think that that's going to happen. Unless you, I don't know, fly away like a bird. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, let us talk. Let us talk. How did this come about? And why am I going out of my way to help you? Because I do it out of the kindness of my heart. But this town does not run on heart. Let's keep no. it brief because the scene is officially over. This is the fading sequence. Yeah, he just he, he puts a hand on your shoulder and he says, I appreciate you coming to bail me out. I thought I was going to have to resort to other means. Right on. And so you walk out to, uh, to Filippo's car, I suppose. Mm-hmm. All right. And the next scene is Javier's scene. Where are <laughs> we and when are we? I kind of feel like we pick up here, but it's not a dramatic thing, right? Like, ah, because we just want to like role play all the things. Um, okay, uh, look at your look at your desires. Think of your storyline and your polls. What's the most the most significant, the most dramatic, the most oomph thing that Javier would want right now? So, I, I, so I think in the scene that we're not seeing them, like the 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 downtime in between, they're driving around town and it's info dump. You know, mm-hmm. this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I think that he convinces them that they should go and talk to Casper and that the scene is set at their outpost or whatever you call it. It's a warehouse. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, but, but, but like, they don't drive up to the front, right? Because the cops are probably watching them. So, like, let's park here, then let's go there. And, you know, they're kind of, like, hopping and skipping all over the city. And that they wind up there. And he doesn't want to give away that they know that they have T.O. But, like, hey, you know, I know you're a big guy about town. And, like, you know, you're you're one of the main players around town. You're talking to Casper now. Yeah. Uh, yeah we'll set in the scene here, right? So, like... So his want is information from T from um, Casper. Hey, do you know where my uncle is? These guys are leaning on me. Blah blah blah. Right. So then that's that's so that's where we are. That's the want. Is everybody and, there, or just you, or? I, I don't know. Well, maybe not. Right. Um, I mean, I guess I would leave that up to them when when we info dump then and say, hey, look, I want to go and and talk to Casper. You I'll know, you guys don't have to come if you don't want to because now you're going to be on on the radar. Right. I mean, mm. so wherever I like you, you guys are already kind of screwed. Uh, <laughs> do you want to like leave me somewhere and I'll make my way over. Right. Cause, because then I can do, you know, place to place. And then at some point shift to a Raven, hopefully. And mm. then, you know, also they had eyes on me at the, you know, the Carniceria and then they lose me as the bird flies away and I make my way over to the, Behind the warehouse and then come yeah. walking out around the street. Okay. Unless you guys want to be there. I mean, that, that you know, I mean, you, you know, whatever. Well, I think Sean just said, sure, I'll come along. Well, not after he told that story. I'll, uh, <laughs> if, he wants, if he wants to fly away and try to get the hell out of here, then, uh, no, I would, I would let him go on his own. Okay. Now, Filippo uh, does have a connection to Casper. You could facilitate, I suppose. Javier does not. I can. I'm thinking that as soon as Javier tells you he wants to go see Casper, probably the first thought in Filippo's mind is, "How do I insert myself into this?" Just because that's the way Filippo is, and because Filippo does know Casper. In fact, it's due to Filippo that Casper is hiding Martine, and so, unbeknownst to Javier, right. um, Filippo probably wants to be there to make sure not too much information about him gets out. Okay. Then I'm there. And and I can't remember because it's been so long. Did did that information come out that I know that Filippo... We, I know he's involved somehow, right? I mean, I think that was sort of the conceivable right. beginning. We, I think Filippo gave you sort of a, a cryptic speech about helping him disappear. Yeah, yeah, but you yeah, wanted yeah, to disappear. Whether you're but... talking metaphorically or not. Mm-hmm. Okay. He yeah, knows so... that I helped and that it, uh, it was his decision. It was willingly his decision to get out. Right. But then he got stuck, and here we are. And and I don't know that it's specifically Casper, right? Or do we? Because I, I feel like we talked to him on the phone. Filippo talked to him on the phone, but I don't think you were present. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember. Okay. Yep. So I, I guess we... Um, do you, do you park the car down the street? Do we change cars at some point? Now, you you know exactly where Tio is because when you you previously visited yeah. the warehouse as a raven, and you were able to look through the window mm-hmm. slat on the roof and see exactly where he was. Yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I know. This, this is more of like a, hey, you know, this guy's in town and like he's leaning on on me hard. Like, do you know where my uncle is? Well, I haven't been able to find him. You're connected. Like all that kind of stuff. 
I want to remind you that you and Miguel have not you and Miguel that you and Manny have a plan that involves Miguel, which is supposed to happen later that night. Right. So does it really make sense to go see Casper now when you're about to pull this breakout? Mm, I suppose that's true. Uh, In which case, what if we just jump to the breakout scene? Uh, we can do that. What do you think? Javier and Manny going in? Yeah. Yeah, I'm down for that. I get so caught up in following the thread of all the things. Like, I just would have picked right up in the car, but it's just info dump more than anything, you know? Yeah. Well, actually, um, going back to the last episode, you know, you met with Miguel. You realize that the problem is the, the little smoke is scattered all over town. It's much bigger than just a, a turf war over who controls the, the business. It's actually damaging the people of the town. Right. They're under attack by evil spirits. Then you had that vision where the whole town is growing dark. And he didn't tell you, but Manny had a, another vision where he saw the screaming woman who he knows is at the center of all this. Right. So you had the magical bags. You had the idea that you would travel through the astral plane to spring Tio, and you had those two visions. That's where we left you, because basically everything that happened with the jail, the arrest in the jail, was was a block on that. Yeah. You just removed the block. It took us this whole episode to remove the block and get you back to where you guys basically were before you got arrested. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do that. Speaking, right. So Javier and Manny are definitely involved, and it's it's an open question as to whether Filippo's involved. I, I think probably not, since he doesn't have the actual spirit stuff. Well, yeah, but he has the knowledge. Filippo is probably the only one of you who could walk right up to the front door of Casper's warehouse and be admitted. He could be our distraction. Exactly. We'd probably still do it very subtle and low-key, because Cisco doesn't like Casper. And uh, I don't want to complicate that. Okay. And this is sounding like a procedural scene. There's going to be a couple roles involved. Um, but I think we can kind of intercut it with uh, a, a shot of Filippo once in a while, walking in, getting everybody's attention. Yeah, I'm done with that. I, I don't think they go back to, to Javier's house because, like, you know, at this point, you know, like everything is being watched, it feels like. So after they after they leave... You know, they leave the jail. They go, you know, try to find a place to kind of hole up for a while. Uh, you know, maybe even just out into the desert. Mm. Uh, because he, they can, you know, do that side slip from anywhere. So they, they make the plan to be like, all right, well, if you can, you know, like kind of distract them a little bit, maybe let them know what's going on with uh, with Cisco. I don't know if that puts you in a bad spot. Um, well. But- He's going to have to talk to Casper anyways. The numerous things. I mean, unless he just kills him, right? Wow. (laughs) I mean, we both know how these things go. So the plan is, Filippo's, the scene is, at the warehouse, Filippo's knocking on the front door, walking in, basically kind of distracting people while you guys are smoking the herb, and entering the warehouse via the astral plane. Mm-hmm. Now, the first thing we're going to going to want to see is that that magic roll because it's not going to be hard at all for Felipe. Felipe, no rolls have to be made. Felipe is just basically buying time, so no one's watching too carefully while you guys are doing the. the I am. I am actually going to acquire some of this uh, s- this smoke 
that everybody's talking about because I want to smoke it for myself. <laughs> oh, I want to oh, see what all the fuss is about. Oh, so you come to the warehouse going, hey, can I buy some of that smoke? Is that? Yep. I want to know what everybody's trying to kill each other over. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. It does make some sense. All right. Now, you guys are effectively astral traveling, and you're doing it together, So, but it's, but it's actually Javier who's in the lead here. So this is going to be an astral travel roll. I'm giving you a plus one because of the herb. Okay. But I'm, I'm also giving you a, no, it's not a minus one. It's more like, okay, you and Manny are both going to roll. And if Manny's roll is worse, we have to go with it. Because Manny, as Miguel told you, might be the one to mess this up. Right. So can I... Can... Extra die, you can burn a point of Poder per die. Well, yeah, but I was going to say, can I use the spirit? To, can I call on the spirit tattoo to help with the roll? Or is that only really active on the other side? Because we're going to pass them through the other side. Uh, I, I think Miss... So that is, you want to use your special item, your special mm-hmm. resource. To, to try to help, like, I, you know, because I know that, that Manny's sort of the weak link in this thing to draw on that extra power, even though that may pull other things as we're passing through as they can see that extra magic, you know what I mean? Like, it certainly lets Coyote know that we are there, or at least passing through. And then whatever else may be attracted to that kind of that kind of power, you know. So, so it could have a negative effect <laughs> when we're trying to come back if things are like, oh, what's that? That looks interesting. Well, especially with a uh, with a bruja mm-hmm. going through the spirit realm, or or someone that, and or you know, someone who's not familiar with that sort of magical. Okay, so that, yeah. Mechanically speaking, from the from the rules of the game, you your resource, which can only be used, you know, occasionally, counts as an ability with a rating of two. Now, the only reason for it to have a rating of two is if you decide to burn it, which is kind of weird because I'm, I don't understand. There's really no rule for refreshing your resource, hmm. but I think I'll allow that and just decide. There's some mystical ritual you can do to refresh your resource. So you could burn it right now and get a plus two on that roll. Okay. You can also get extra dice by by uh, burning Poder. And I think in order to be not a complete dick, those dice would actually be rolled by Manny. Okay. So uh, uh, so plus two for the tattoo. Right. So it'll be Manny's best roll has to be better than your worst roll or we're taking his. Okay. So um, So it's a plus two for the tattoo, plus one for the smoke. Yes, which means a total of plus three. Okay. But you're also kind of rolling against Manny. <laughs> okay. And, and Manny's only plus is the uh, is the smoke then? Uh, basically, Manny has to tie or beat you. Okay. And I don't... Um, Manny is not getting a plus for the smoke. It's it's only because of the smoke that he can do this at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you could burn Poder and get extra dice. Okay. Now, so... All right, so am I, I'm rolling. Really, uh, am really I rolling magia? House rule, all made up because of this drug. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm rolling magia, right? Um, 
Or do you just want like a straight roll? I just I just want a straight D6 unless you want to burn magia. You could do that. I'm not going to burn magia, but can I burn Poder? You can spend one for Poder this one? For, an extra, yep. for an extra die. All right, so I'm going to do or, that. Or two for two. It's a it's a one for you can buy as yep. many as you want. I'll just burn, I'll just spend one for now. So I'll get two dice. Well, before okay. you roll, then so like let, let's set the scene then, right? So like we're out, we're we're in the desert, right? Mm-hmm. It's getting late, so we've got like a little fire going. You know, we're, we're sitting out. We have the the medicine bags out there, you know, and you know we roll up the the smoke. You know, we portion out the herb, roll it up, and I'm like, all right. So you just want to just be calm. You want to be you know settled in. I want you to follow my lead. Just go where where it takes you i'm gonna you know i'll call to you and he like pulls his shirt off and the tattoo starts to glow and um you know they they just kind of like settle in you know um javier starts to hum a little bit just to kind of get like a low like ohm kind of thing going yeah and, and i when uh when javier is like just stay calm and relax and manny it's just like yeah you want me to stay calm uh, right before I'm going to travel to the astral plane for the first time, and we're going to break into a cartel base. Got it. Well, we're not I really- would assume that you guys had worked out with Filippo some kind of signal, like he would ring your phone once when he was getting in. Yeah, Quick or like text message. Yeah, or like well, you know, at nine o'clock, you know, knock on the door, kind of thing. Yeah. So what you're doing can be coordinated with what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I mean, I guess that's it, right? So just like, you know, we'll, we're, we're doing this together. It, you know, we're going to be fine. Uh, you know, uh, we're not really breaking in so much as just stepping in. Uh, you, it should be pretty easy. Uh, and, and, you know, my TO is there. So if something goes wrong, he should, uh, he should be able to help us. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do this. A couple of deep drags. <laughs> I'll make the roll. I'm gonna... Actually, no, I'm, I'm, I, I, I misspoke because the smoke is act- it's only for Manny. Remember, it was the one item that he had in his bag that you did not have in yours. Oh, okay. So you don't get a plus one for that. Okay. Yep. So, so he's coaching him through it then, mm-hmm. as as opposed to uh, hmm. smoking on his own. That makes sense. All right. Uh, yeah. All right. So you're both rolling. Yep. Oh, all right. I got a four. All right. With the plus two, I got a six and a four. Did, is that including the point of put error? Or did you roll two dice? I rolled two dice. Okay. So you got a four and John? I got a, a four and a six. So we're taking the four. I have to kind of jump back and forth between the two of you. Yep. Uh, Javier, um, you and Manny have like got your arms around each other's shoulders or waists. And, Ooh la la. <laughs> and as you focus on your tattoo, everything else falls away. You're barely aware that there's a man beside you as you step through the veil. You've stepped through so many times. But something feels wrong. There's a river moving right through the territory in front of you that you don't remember seeing before. The river is filled with black water and things are moving beneath the surface of the water. You realize, you remember that Manny's there and you turn to the side and you just see a ghostly outline of Manny. It's like a, it's, it's like a, a CGI effect where it's like a wireframe of Manny, but no facial features, just sort of a, a 
weird looking humanoid network of sparks and energy. And then Manny, from your perspective, you have completely lost touch with Javier. You stepped off the edge of something and you're falling through blackness. You see nothing except once in a while, something goes shooting past you screaming because you know, their souls. You feel like you're plummeting into hell. Oh, miles and miles and miles of nothing. Oh, we cut back to Javier. The man beside you is fading slowly, and you see that you have to get to the other side of the river, but you can't figure out how to get across the river. And what do you do? Can I reach out to the figure? Like, I like assuming that Javier is having or uh, Manny's having a hard time getting across. Wants to like grab them and like pull them in, but it's not so much like a physical pulling as it is a spiritual pulling, since he's now connected in that other in that other realm. Okay, and and you grab him, and and Manny, you feel somebody grabbing your arm. You you don't see anybody there, but it does seem to be slowing you. You realize that with the by focusing, you can make yourself slow down. And it takes a long time. It takes what feels like many minutes. Um, Javier, to you, it feels like just seconds. Right. And he's like, focus on me. Focus on me. Come to me. (sighs) Like heavy mouth breathing, like heart racing. And after several minutes of this, you begin to see reality come fading in. But it's not any reality you've ever seen before. Javier is standing there, holding you by the arm, looking into your eyes. You're there. You're with him. Javier, you can see Manny in full now. You've brought him to the plane that you're on. But you don't recognize the plane that you're on. The river seems to be growing wider. The motion under its surface seems to be even more intense. And you have a distant sense that someone's calling to you from off to the west. So he he you know looks for Manny kind of like you know he's got an arm on he's like you're out you're with you're with me and he's just he, looking around it's like where the fuck do we go what the hell you know, is this and and he looks and the you know the camera pans to this widening gulf of this black water kind of royal and he's like I I I'm not sure that's never uh, happened before not what I want to hear man um, not what I want to hear uh, you. I feel something this way, and I don't know that that's necessarily a good thing. Um, oh, this was not a good idea. And so, so let me ask you this then, Todd. So, so like in my head canon, right? So, like you step in and then step out, and you're where you need to be. Is it a physical, like we have to go that way to get out, or could we just, you know, could I just step to the left and step out right where we are? Well, you could probably step right out, but it's unsure what would happen to Manny. Okay. Um, um, well, uh, you know, he looks down, the, you know, the tattoo's glowing even brighter here because now it's, you know, like fully active mm-hmm. in the spiritual. The tattoo is actually swirling with energy. So I know uh, one of the spirits here, um, Coyote, uh, he's aware that we're here. If, if we wait f- for a few minutes, he may show up. Uh, I, I feel a pull th- that way. I mean, we can start that way. I mean, he's here and he can be right here. Uh, 
not sure exactly how it works. Uh, that he's one of one of the cousins. When you gesture off to the west, um, Manny looks in that direction, uh-huh. and um, when you look in that direction, Manny, you see that the sun is just beginning to come up, or rather, go down. Mm. Um, and so that it's it's hitting the equator, and there's like a stream of light coming all the way up to the point where you stand. Mm. Almost it, like a path. There's like a path of golden light stretching yep. out to the to the setting sun. Javier, you look that way too, and you're wondering if you should follow the golden path when you feel something tap you on the shoulder. And you spin around, and there's a tall, thin man with a coyote's head, and he says, you've gone and lost yourself. Uh, yeah, it uh, it, it kind of looks that way. Uh, I'm glad you're here. Uh, this is uh, this is my friend Manny. This is uh, this is his first time here. I see a coyote head, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I, can I see this guy? He's... Yeah, you can see him. All right, and I'm just I'm looking, and Javier's not freaking out. <laughs> so I'm gonna do my damnedest not to freak out. He's wearing Levi's and cowboy boots. And... <laughs> Uh, Javier, this or uh, Manny, this is uh, this is Coyote. The Coyote head swivels back and forth between the two of you, and then he—if a coyote can smile—he smiles at Javier. Oh. He's like, oh, "My dog smiles." <laughs> well, you figured out the person you need. Unfortunately, that person has caused you to stray far, far from the path. There's something you're missing. There's always something you're missing. Yeah, it certainly seems that way. Well, this is not where we come from. You have a long way to go. He gestures toward the east, where, because the sun is going down, you see your shadows stretching out a long, long way. And your shadows seem to stretch longer and longer and longer and farther and farther and farther until they, they extend all the way to the horizon. And at the horizon, you see a warehouse. It's the same warehouse that Familia 13 hangs out in. He says, I believe you want to go that way. And, and he kind of looks over his shoulder again at the, at the golden light going the other way. He says, uh, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Uh-huh. That could have turned out uh, rather poorly. <laughs> he snaps his fingers in front of your face, and he's gone. Um, that warehouse looks to be, I don't know, 10, 15 miles away. I guess, so should uh, we start jogging now? Yeah, we've got a lot of ground to cover. <sighs> you guys amazing. run over the literally purple desert side by side with this bubbling black ominous river uh, that kind of like it's parallel to the path that you guys need to take. Mm-hmm. So the river is always off to your left. But once in a while, something reaches up out of the river. It looks almost like a human arm covered in tar. And then it slides back down in. And you guys are jogging until you run out of breath, and then you begin walking fast. And then it's it's oppressively hot here in this purple terrain. And then you just begin walking, and you're walking for six hours. When and it feels like it's a lot longer. <laughs> you're walking for six hours when suddenly you step through what feels like a veil. is just torn away, and you feel cold air on you. It's night now. You're standing right in front of the warehouse. But that we... was your astral travel. You're not inside. Ah, fuck. All right. <laughs> I, feel, 
Meanwhile, Filippo, there was no way you could stall for longer than 30 or 60 minutes. Although they did let you say hello to Martin, you've long since gone home. The warehouse is quiet. You guys are standing outside it going, fuck. You look at your phone and it's 9 p.m. And that's the end of that scene. How much uh, smoke did two monies buy me? How many you got? What? No, I got. Uh, well. uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say he'll sell you an ounce for one because he has a limited supply right now. All right. So you are equipped and home and probably sleeping by now. Uh, as the guys realize, fuck! It took us six hours to walk through the astral plane, and we didn't even make it inside. It's it's cold, and we fade to black right there while you guys are trying to figure out what your next move is going to be. The final scene of the episode is mine, and I'm going to pick up right from there. When you hear a siren uh, a little south of you, headed east toward the park, and then you hear people screaming from down in the area near the park, and then you see smoke and fire coming up over the rooftops. People come running out, other people um, coming running this way from the park, People are confused. People are shouting. Another siren, another fire uh, truck goes by. And you manage to hear from snippets of information as the crowd is running back and forth. The brujeria is burning. The magic shop. She's on fire. And the camera pulls up. And indeed, the brujeria, Morgan's shop, is completely engulfed in flames across the street from the park. And in the park stands Mr. Cisco, leaning against a tree and handing something over to the leader of El Tigre. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. That's it, guys. End of the episode. Well, shit. <laughs> now, um, well, it's, I'm, I'm glad we got nothing accomplished. <laughs> um, John did not get what he wants, so I owe him a drama token. Hey, we all have one. The magic shop is burning as the final credits roll. Shit. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for uh, for stopping by and checking it out. Uh, we'll hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll redouble our efforts for next session to try to get wrap our heads around the drama system again and kind of do that deep delve back in. Uh, we have our sponsor, Birds of a Feather Coffee. Uh, we'd appreciate it if you could check them out. A little money comes back to the show. They're a small batch craft coffee roaster. I have the legendary brew. It's a medium roast. There's hints of vanilla and whatever in a. I don't know. You got to look at the page. Uh, but if you use the code Legends, Neil 10, knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. If you use code Legends ten, you're going to get ten percent off your order, and shipping is always free. It's roasted fresh to order, so it's not sitting around somewhere. It's not in a bin. It's not in a bag somewhere. So when you put your order in. It'll get roasted, chipped out, fresh as you can get it. And it's it's good, so you should probably check it out if you like coffee. Drink uh, Legends oh. Brew. It'll wake your ass up. <laughs> yum, yum, coffee. <laughs> All the ring endorsements. <laughs> but, yeah, thanks thanks for checking us out. And, uh, you know, uh, ratings, reviews on iTunes, all that kind of stuff helps out a ton. Uh jiggles those algorithms to get us bumped up so people can see it so if you enjoy ap's you have friends that enjoy ap's please uh you know pass that along you know if you're involved in other forums and things like that if you want to drop something there that'd be fantastic as well 
And uh, thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.